0: Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices, Xfinity XP. Can your internet do that? Welcome back. Our draft series continues. We highlight all of the top prospects as the Texans have the number two and number 12 pick in the first round. So... We are going to learn a little bit more about some of these top draft prospects as we go throughout this off season. And uh, you know what? We've got lots of players that we've gotten to and a lot more to get to still. So let's check out our latest player. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. We continue our 2023 draft prospect series. Zach Goodall, he covers the Florida Gators for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Zach, welcome in. So glad to have you.
1: Thank you for having me, DP. Uh, I'm excited to join you here and talk about the obvious Florida draft prospect. but Honestly, as much Florida football as I can help with.
0: We're going to talk about some Anthony Richardson, but first of all, I did not interview you last year and the Texans end up taking Damian Pierce with a fourth round pick. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think here in Houston and among Texans fans and even for those of us in the building, we didn't really know what to expect with a fourth round pick and he certainly surpassed all of our expectations. Pro Bowl alternate was probably on his way to breaking a lot of rookie records, maybe even offensive rookie of the year. Of course, then he had the ankle injury that sort of sidelined him. But what have you thought about his career? Were you surprised by what you saw in Damian Pierce's rookie campaign?
1: Seriously, not whatsoever. I, I think he was pretty criminally underutilized while he was at Florida, truth be told. He really didn't average more than 10 carries per game. In fact, he didn't at all during his final season until former head coach, Dan Mullen was let go. And they immediately realized, Hey, this guy is breaking like three tackles every time he runs the ball. Maybe we should get him the ball a little bit more. And all of that being said, you know, he didn't really have too much tread on his tires when he was coming into the league. And we've seen running backs come, you know, anywhere from second to third, to fifth to seventh to undrafted at this point, we see running backs breaking through from any round they come from. And his lack of mileage at that point, paired with his skill set you know, he's a good athlete, obviously extremely physical rusher. I just thought the sky was the limit for him. And, and when he made it to Houston too, it just seemed like such a great fit that I truly wasn't too surprised. But still to see him get stuff like the angry run of the year, that's just, that's really awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, so much fun to watch. Another really intriguing draft prospect obviously quarterback Anthony Richardson. And, you know, he's just so I- interesting because I feel like there's not a lot known about him. He doesn't really have a lot of games under his belt and the ceiling is so high. So with that being said, how important is this NFL combine, the interview process pro day, the entire offseason going to be for Anthony Richardson really solidifying his draft stock?
1: That's the thing. You're right. There's just not that much out there about him, but the combine Pro day uh, and ultimately teams getting him in meetings is going to unlock quite a bit more. He's a player that going back to his high school career has dealt with plenty of injuries. Some of them that really weren't attended to the way that maybe they should have been, uh, especially in his knee. We saw this past year, he ended up needing to have a full surgery on his meniscus because it never healed properly from his time in high school. And yet, even with that in mind, and while he dealt with a hamstring in 2021 in a backup role, he was clocked rushing 21 miles per hour on an 80-yard touchdown run. We've seen him throw the ball at the Manning Passing Academy a good 70 to 80 yards with velocity like it's nothing. So when you think about the quarterbacks that are taking over the NFL right now, whether it's, and again, and, and I don't mean to compare him directly to these guys, obviously, there's a lot of work ahead, but everyone's looking for that, that Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, uh, the Lamar Jackson, whether it's you know mobility, whether it's throwing power, whether it's just Something special they can do that your average quarterback can't do that unlocks a defense. I believe that's what D'Amico Ryan's actually said at one point in an interview. That's what the league is looking for. And, and while Richardson has a lot of work to do, you know, he's got, I think, 12 career starts, maybe 13 career starts under his belt at this point. He's got a lot he can improve on. He brings that skill set to the table that you just don't come across often. That's where the intrigue
0: is. So he declares for the NFL draft. I mean, what is there to be gained for him declaring this year as opposed to staying at Florida for another year? And, you know, if he does, he obviously is going to be in the NFL. Where does he need to immediately improve the most?
1: The understanding of his, you know, of his injury history of where Florida is as a program. They're not exactly winning the national championships they did in the 2000s at this point. He he saw what was in front of him. It it was too much to pass up at this point. and, And I don't necessarily blame him for doing that. Uh, but when it gets to you know getting to the league, I think I've I've seen a lot of people discuss the idea that he might need to sit and learn, kind of like how Mahomes did in Kansas City. I don't necessarily see that as the case. I, I think he's a quarterback that's really not that seasoned, but he's got these physical skills that if something breaks down, he can still do miraculous things. The only way he's going to fix, you know, whether it's making full field reads or or maybe putting a little less zip on a ball and throwing with more touch, because it's misconstrued with his accuracy at times, but I think it's more about the the actual type of throw he's trying to make that can adjust that because he's got uncanny accuracy on deep throws and different ones we've seen before. But all of these things really at the end of the day can't be solved by sitting, by watching another quarterback play. I think he's going to have to get into a situation where he's got some talent around him that can elevate him a bit. And in return, he just gets to work. He gets to work with a good coach on the things that he needs to improve on.
0: I mean, we've heard so much about his physical attributes and what he brings to the table, but in your time covering him, is there a particular game or moment or play that really stands out to you?
1: There are those highlight plays, you know, there's that Utah spin, get out of a sack in the whole hoop law that amazes everyone, but he did something like that every game. I mean, against lSU he broke off on another 80 yard touchdown run where he'd like crossed the field broke a bunch of tackles fastest player on the field as a 64 235 pound quarterback you just don't hear about that lSU in 2021 it, he ended up stepping in um, from his backup role because the starter was struggling Florida was down a couple scores and he turned it into a shootout it was a 49 to 42 I believe game in the end lSU won but he was the only reason why Florida contended in that game from the second half on there. There are a lot of moments like that. You pair them with the flaws. You know, there are games where his completion percentage was sub 50. And and again, I think a lot of that can go, a lot can go into that. It's not necessarily all on Richardson, but at the end of the day, he's just got room to grow because of the lack of experience because of the hamperment to his development along the way that No matter where he goes, he's just going to need to to get as many reps as possible to continue to grow.
0: All right. I think we all remember, we've heard the story about Anthony Richardson spraining his knee while dancing in the hotel before a game, sprained his knee, had to miss a few games. I know he's had the injury, the injury history with the knee, but you know, how much should teams worry about his maturity and, uh, or, you know, but did he do enough to really dispel that criticism last year?
1: I mean, I think it's worthwhile, especially because of how young he is again and how inexperienced he is. And not to mention the, the ever-growing platform for college athletes. You know, they are superstars now more than ever, uh, and that's a lot of stress on a guy. He's 21. I mean, he's going to be 22, I believe, in May. So he's he's certainly been in the spotlight for quite some time. But that was a perfect example. You know, he he was doing cartwheels and backflips, and this was the knee that he had previously hurt before That was that was not – treated right. But regardless, you know, he knew the pain was there. It was nagging him throughout the season and he took that risk and it came back to bite him. And, and I think that that was a huge lesson for him. I saw him personally mature just within, you know, the true spotlight starting quarterback role he was in. But, you know, there, there's so much that I can't answer there either because I don't know him too well personally. But I saw, you know, he wasn't he wasn't doing cartwheels anymore for sure after that injury (laughs) and and he represented himself very well. He was very accountable on a microphone. He, from start to finish, I think he understood his role and how much it meant to the university of Florida, especially to be a quarterback wearing 15, you know, And, and all things considered, he conducted himself very well. Once he had that spotlight on him.
0: Well, you know, I have two good knees and I saw his dance because he tweeted it out and I wouldn't, I would not even try it with two good knees. So uh, maybe that's a lesson to be learned for future, but all right, before I let you go, what about other prospects from Florida that Texans fans should be watching out for?
1: Yeah. Florida's got 10 draft prospects this year, including Richardson, uh, a couple of guys that are expected to go in that first second round range uh, offensive lineman, Osiris Torrance, uh, a guard who graded out very well at the senior bowl and left tackle, Richard garage also graded out well there, but didn't necessarily have as much hype as Torrance coming the off season. A couple of, offensive linemen there that in general, I think, could really boost a team. Several defensive players uh, of varying experience uh, from Ventura Miller and Amari Bernie to Trey Dean, Rashad Torrance, and Jervon Dexter. Uh, it's a pretty versatile group of Florida prospects this year that I'm honestly expecting to hear from start to finish throughout the draft.
0: All right. Good stuff. Zach Goodall, he covers Florida Gators for Sports Illustrated Span Nation. Zach, appreciate the time. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Great insight. As always, of course, you can check out HoustonTexans.com for more coverage. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.